Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Manny, in case you're new here. And this is my podcast, Over Easy. Hello. I hope you are doing well. Hey, (laughs) today's episode, as you can probably tell from the title, we are going to be talking about friendships, relationships, family relationships, because I've had a lot of revelations in the past two or three weeks about these kinds of things. What with like going back to school and seeing a lot of friends again. And I think we should just talk about it. I think there's a lot of things we can discuss, things that I'm thinking about. So before we get into the bulk of the episode, as always, we're going to do a rose, bud, and thorn check in just to make sure we're doing all right. Let me think about what my rose, bud, and thorn are going to be for today. Okay, so my rose, actually, no, I'm going to start with my thorn. My thorn is that today, like right this moment as I'm recording this episode, I am informal recruitment, which is basically sorority recruitment at UBC, if you didn't know. Uh, This year, I am a recruitment counselor, so I don't actually have to recruit, but I'm more so on the organizational side for uh, UBC sororities as an organization. But basically what that means for me this week is that I am sitting in a bunch of Zoom calls in case people need help, but most of the time they don't. So I'm just sitting in a bunch of Zoom calls, like not doing anything, Um, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Obviously, the good thing is that like, obviously, I don't have to recruit and that takes up a lot more work. I feel like this is like the most chill part of recruitment if you choose to be a recruitment counselor. But the thorn, I don't know why, but whenever I'm just like on the Zoom call like that, I can't get work done. I don't know if it's like I have always this thing in the back of my mind that I can't relax or I can't focus on getting work done. So I haven't been able to do any homework pretty much, but that's okay because I've been doing other random stuff that I need to get done, like planning my bullet journal and I'm going to do laundry and all this stuff. So it should be fine, but obviously my routine is just a little bit ruined, but that's okay. My bud is that uh, it is bid day on Monday, obviously with formal recruitment when that comes to an end, the new members get their bids and very excited for that. Bid day is usually just like a fun celebration and it's going to be really fun to see my sisters again in person and just celebrate. And then my rose is... hmm. My rose is last night I had a dinner, a family dinner with my family for my mom's birthday because my mom's birthday is on Monday and we went to go out on Friday just to celebrate eat cake and stuff like that and it was a really good time and I really enjoyed it you know sometimes family dynamics can be very tense and very interesting but for real like yesterday was just very fun and a very wholesome time which was fun glad that happened Anyways, let's get into this episode and kind of what I want to talk about. I don't really have a plan. I haven't been planning out my recent episodes, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just feel kind of stressed out sometimes that I don't have a plan and I don't hit out all my talking points that I've thought about. But sometimes having a plan kind of limits what I talk about and the structure of the episode. So I'm still trying to play with that right now. But the first thing I want to talk about is friendships and the kind of revival of friendships right now that we are going back in person for school. I don't know about everyone else, but for me, I feel like I have a lot of friends that are just because I see them friends. They're like proximity friends, I've heard people call them, which basically what I mean is like last year, for example, I had a friend in my econ class 
not last year, two years ago now, but I had a friend in my econ class and because we were in econ together, we would always get coffee together before class because it was like an afternoon class and that's kind of when you hit your midday slump. But because of that, we saw each other so often, you know, and I considered him one of my close friends and stuff like that because we would talk while we get coffee. But then the pandemic hit and I hadn't seen him in over a year and a half. We just had lunch last week again and it was really weird because I hadn't seen him in a year and a half. And I thought about, you know, like, do I really consider him a close friend then or am I just considering that because I just saw him every day and it was just convenient, which I don't think there has to be a definite answer of, oh, close proximity friendships are bad or they're good or whatever but I just thought it was really interesting because like a lot of my friends are like that for me or a lot of my friendships I mean uh, I would consider them like if I don't see them or if I don't call them text them on a regular basis like I kind of don't check in with them which is totally on my bad like I feel like I now that COVID has happened like I feel like it's really important to check in on your friends and people that you care about but yeah I kind of thought about that and I think it's also because I really don't like digital forms of communication I mean I really don't like texting and I don't like facetiming and stuff like that it's just like not my vibe I would really just prefer hanging out in person and I think that's just because like the dynamic changes when you're talking online or calling online it's not the same as if you are in person so yeah I kind of rely a lot on listening to people and not talking as much in person which maybe that might be my bad So I've definitely learned that it's really important to check in on people either on like a weekly basis or even a bi-weekly basis. It doesn't have to be like every day, but just to check in on people that you care about and make sure that they're doing okay and like grab lunch if you can, you know, it's like totally possible. Obviously, sometimes schedules aren't as flexible, but you can do it. It's totally possible. And, uh, yeah, I feel like this year, I, everyone is just so much more social and friendly and I feel like it's not as weird if like you reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a long time to grab lunch or something. I don't know if this is me overthinking it, but there, I, I guess like I kind of see friendship as like certain levels. Um, I talked about this with one of my friends before and we had totally differing opinions, but this is kind of kind of how I see it. You know, there's people that I would hang out like one on one with. And those are kinds of like the closer friendships I would consider um, just because it's just you and that other person's like quality time. But then there are people that I would say are not as close and I would only really hang out like in a group with. Um, and those kind of people you might see as like really close to friends but when I consider it like those aren't the people that I would reach out to first about something special or something that's troubling me like I would reach out to the people that I hang out one-on-one with so there's those two and then obviously there's like acquaintances you know there's people that like if you walk by them you'll say hi and catch up and say how you're doing and stuff like that but you're not really like hanging out basis at all and then there's just like people you've just met you know people that you just have met like once or twice which is fine but I've always had this struggle that like when I go to see like when I go to a public place for example this is a struggle that I had a couple months ago so I wanted to go to my local Oakenfort that's in the mall in my town and I realized that someone I know works at that Oakenfort but she's not really someone that I'm close with at all like 
we never hung out, but we would, we knew each other. Like we just had a class together, essentially. We would like say hi to each other and stuff like that, but we hadn't talked over COVID and everything. So it always makes me feel really awkward when I'm like, oh, should I say hi? Or like, should I try to hide in the corner and not make eye contact? It's just really awkward. And I think it just might be me because I'm very socially anxious. But I talked to this situation to like another person and they were like, why would you not just say hi? Like, it's just a person, you know? And I was like, hmm, why wouldn't I? But it does make me very nervous because I'm very awkward in those kinds of situations. So yeah, that was something that I went through a couple months ago, which I thought was really interesting. But those are kind of my tiers of friendship, I would say, you know, and recently it's been really hard to like move between tiers I would say for people that I know like which is not good you know right like I always want to try and meet new people and get close to people because I feel like there's a lot to learn from others but more recently especially because I'm older in university I'm in upper year now people are just kind of set in their friend groups and set with the people that they talk to and stuff like that But this year, I'm trying to make it a goal that, especially in my sorority, because that's something tangible that I can do and put effort towards. In my chapter, I want to try and get closer with a lot of the girls just because this is my last year in university and I haven't really put in my full-fledged effort, I feel like. But last week, I kind of backed out of an event that I should have gone to now that I look back on it that like would have really helped me get close with some girls that I'm not really close with already. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I overthink this too much because I think I'm just very, very socially anxious. Like I literally think I have social anxiety and these kinds of conversations and these like meaningless things to other people are like constantly replaying in my head all the time. So yeah, that's my life. Um, Also, when I meet someone, I feel like I always have this like preconceived idea of them which is really not good Um, especially when I don't know you know you just hear about like oh I'm in solder or oh I'm in science or just like all these kinds of things when people introduce themselves and you kind of assume things about them which is really not good because obviously these assumptions can be totally false about a person and you would never know because you just assume right away so I'm trying to break out of that because I feel like that really inhibits me from being close to people because I feel like I already know them when in reality I don't at all but yeah um one other thing that I thought about or I had a conversation with a friend recently that really opened my eyes to I guess the way that I think um for me I always really considered friendships as more of a fun thing I would never really take friendships not 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 take them seriously but I guess like if I saw something that I didn't like in a friend like something that I thought was problematic about them or a trait that maybe wasn't the best I would never really bring it up because I don't know you hear a lot of things about like oh if people don't want to change they won't or you know people are just who they are and sometimes I also feel like 
I don't have the right to make these kinds of comments if I think a friend is being selfish or I think a friend is being, you know, inconsiderate to others. I never really, I'm really good at invalidating my own opinion. That's like my worst trait, I would say. So a lot of times when I see these kinds of traits in other people that I don't like, it somehow I always talk myself out of it. I'm like, oh, I'm just overreacting or, oh, I'm just not you know, like everyone's taking it less seriously than I am. So that's kind of an issue on me, but I've found that I don't bring up these kinds of issues that I see in other people ever. And I don't know when it is appropriate to, right? Like, are you only supposed to bring it up to people that you're very, very close with or just someone you're friends with and an acquaintance, you know, you don't want to make the friendship uncomfortable if you don't know them that well and then you just like start roasting them so I've been trying to think about that like what would be the appropriate way to bring that up because I guess one situation where I do this a lot is or not do it a lot but one situation where I'm totally comfortable bringing up someone's flaws is my relationship just because I'm very comfortable with my boyfriend and we've built that trust and mutual respect and mutual understanding that we want the best for our relationship. So I feel like when we bring up these kinds of issues or he brings up issues to me, we both understand that it's like we want this to be fixed so that it's like the longevity of our relationship can be prolonged, you know. But with a friendship, sometimes when you're not like the best of friends with someone or you're not that close with someone, it's really hard to, for me, justify bringing up these kinds of traits um most of the time I just kind of drift away from that person if I see something that I don't really like which I don't know I feel like I'm just exposing why I'm a bad friend but I've kind of realized this week that I'm not the best friend and I am not good at friendships at all I don't know that's just kind of how it is (laughs) I don't know I don't know if it's the way I was brought up or just I think I've struggled with making like genuine deep connections with people throughout my entire life so this has always been kind of a struggle for me um I'm I would more so prefer kind of putting all my eggs in one basket which is not good and I would put that into my relationship but obviously that's not the best idea in knock on wood the case that a relationship ends or something bad happens like that so I don't know is it just me or do you feel that way I feel like especially after COVID like everyone's down to socialize but I don't know if it's in the genuine connection way like what if like I I more so see it as people just want more people to say hi to on campus it's really hard to convert these kind of in lecture friends or in class friends or whatever to like genuine friendships but that's kind of how I see it making friendships and keeping friendships and stuff like that I think as a good friend, you do have a responsibility to bring up these problematic traits in others. But, you know, sometimes when you can see that they don't want to change or they don't want to be a better person, then it's like, what are you to do, right? Like, are you supposed to stay friends with this person even though you feel like this trait is not good and stuff like that? Also, because I feel like friends, they they play a big role in your own identity as well. I think there's like that cheesy quote that's like, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So I feel like a person's close friends really reflects who they are as well. Um, I don't, if you haven't been following for a while, I made a let's chat video like last year, I think about me going through a friendship breakup. And one thing that 
before the breakup happened that I realized that I was overlooking was that I was friends with this person that totally did not have the same values as me as all as me at all I cannot talk like when I thought about what this person did on a daily basis and how they weren't very nice to other people or you know just like wasn't the best person uh I feel like I would not how do I say this I feel like when I was friends with that person I kind of overlooked all of the bad traits that they had you know if they weren't nice to people or if maybe they were insensitive to uh service jobs and stuff like that those are just examples they're not like legit things that that person did but just for example those kinds of things like I would never do those kinds of things and I would hope that I make it a safe space and show through my actions that I would never do those kinds of things but I feel like because I was friends with a person that did those bad things it kind of reflected on my character I remember when I went through this friendship breakup I had an an entire identity crisis about these kinds of things so I was like well I don't want to be a mean person and I don't want to be a person that's known to talk behind other people's backs but if I'm friends with people who are literally known and their reputation is like built upon the fact that they talk behind other people's backs like what does that say about me you know so it was really important for me to I guess just like distance myself from people that didn't have the same values that I did and I feel like throughout the entire pandemic that happened a lot um I just kind of saw people's true colors through the COVID-19 pandemic and I'm sure you guys may relate people just react to the pandemic in different ways that kind of show their true colors which to their defense it is like a global emergency and a state of panic that we have never experienced before but also I feel like people would show a sense of compassion and empathy if they valued that so Anyways, I just noticed a lot of things about the current friends that I had and I realized that those kinds of traits that they had didn't reflect what I wanted for myself at all. And it wasn't even like the current traits that I have, but more so even the traits that I'm working towards. Like I am working towards trying to be an accepting person and trying to be an open person and just like I want to create a safe space around me. But if I have these people that, you know, directly believe in not having a safe space or not making a safe space for others then why would I support them and why would I be friends with them you know I don't know I feel like sometimes I look into these things too much and also sometimes I don't because on the other hand sometimes I see just friendships as oh they're just people to hang out with and have fun with Uh, especially like maybe not so like the top tier that I was talking about but more so people that I hang out with in a group like I feel like a lot of my group friendships are just groups of people that I can spend time with and do things with I guess which maybe is not the best way to look at it and something that I should work on as well but yeah that's kind of it I that was a conversation that I had with a friend last week you know being able to bring up these faulty traits in others in a, in a safe way and a respectful way and to your friends just because they are your friends and you want the best for them and they want the best for you. So I'm going to try and work towards making safe spaces for people that I care about and, you know, talking about these issues or being vulnerable with them because I think being vulnerable is like the first step in making a very high quality friendship, I guess, with others. 
one other aspect of friendship that I talked about with my friends the other day, like two days ago when I saw them, is sometimes in friendships you have different friendship dynamics, which I thought was really interesting. Um, And what I mean by that is sometimes in friendships, you know, sometimes in friendships you're you're just friends, like you're, I guess, equals, you can say, and that's what a lot of my friendships are but sometimes it's not that like sometimes in friendships you are the mentor to that person or sometimes it's reversed and you are the mentee to your friend which is very interesting because in my life I feel like I am in the mentor role a lot even though I feel like I'm not qualified to be a mentor at all Um, just for example I work as a math tutor and I work with a lot of kids right so these kids sometimes they talk about their life or the problems that they're going through to me and I have to kind of mentor them just because I am a lot older than them and I've been through similar situations or just provide empathy and comfort like sometimes people just need support and comfort they don't always want a solution But yeah, I have those kinds of relationships a lot with a lot of people and I feel like I wish I was a mentee more and I had a mentor that was able to guide me through life and I feel like a big part of it is that my boyfriend is one of my biggest mentors but then I'm like, well, aren't relationships supposed to be equal? I don't know. I'm conflicted but because my boyfriend is older than me by a lot, um, by five years, I feel like in a lot of situations, he mentors me, especially about, you know, the real life workforce, getting a job, full-time job and all that kind of stuff. Like those kinds of things I've never even experienced before because I've been a student my whole life, but he hasn't. And he has graduated from that student life and now into, you know, adult life. He's able to mentor me through these kinds of things, which I think is very interesting. But yeah, and I think in a sorority, you can kind of compare that to your big and your little. I think with my little, I provide a lot of support and advice if she ever asks for it. But I was never really super close with my big, so I never really had that mentee mentor for myself. I feel like sometimes I'm just on my own and I have to figure things out on my own, which kind of sucks because, you know, sometimes you just don't know what you're doing. But again, like, how do you decide? Are you supposed to be the mentor more? Are you supposed to be the mentee more? Are you just supposed to be equal with everyone? And what's the balance of all the three? Because, you know, some relationships are more taxing than others on your energy and your just mental state. So I feel like if every single friendship is as emotionally intense or taxing, then it's not healthy for you because then every time you go to a a hangout, you feel like you're just drained all the time and you can't really be comforted or supported in your friendships. So that's, hmm, I don't know. And, and sometimes I feel guilty about, you know, not having enough friends, but I'm also like, I just really enjoy spending time by myself now. And sometimes I don't need the support of others. It is very appreciated though. So I guess it's just kind of societal standards that are kind of put onto my expectations. It's like, am I supposed to have a certain number of friends? You know, right? I don't know. What what if you're okay by yourself? Is that okay? Can someone answer, please? I don't know. I really don't know. 
Yeah, friendships are really hard to talk about because I think everyone has a different definition of friendships as well. So it's really hard to, if you're not on the same page, talk about these issues. Not issues, these these concepts, I guess. I don't know. And then like, how do you decide, you know, what if I want a really close relationship with someone, but the other person really only wants just an acquaintance relationship with me? How do you mutually decide that, right? Like, is it just going to be a one-way relationship or do I have to sit down and talk to them about it? I don't really know. No one has ever told me. No one's ever taught me about friendships. (laughs) The other thing that I want to talk about is family kind of fitting with this relationship I mean kind of fitting with this episode um, talking about family relationships and that kind of dynamic because I'm still living at home at 21 with the rest of my family and that might not be the same for you I know a lot of people move out when they go to university or whatever so just this is all in my perspective and my experience but I think it's really hard because for the longest time I felt such a conflicted resentment against my family because on one hand sometimes their ideals and their values are not the same as yours but unlike friendships family you are really just stuck with them for the most part for a lot of people at least so you know what do you do when you have such conflicting ideals and traditions and values with other people in your family and you're supposed to coexist you know um nicely and with respect I don't know how people deal with that I mean for a lot of immigrant Asians I'm sure you relate to you know struggles with career choices and also financial stability and even simple things like eating you know a lot of Asian families, in my experience, are very invasive with those kinds of personal topics that maybe now in Western society is not as normal to open up about or is not as okay to just make comments on in public, at least. So I've always struggled with that too, you know. Sometimes I get really frustrated with my family just because they might not see the idea is the same as I do and then I can't really portray it to them because they don't have the same understanding that I do and stuff like that. I don't have advice. I'm just talking about things that I have felt before. So if you're looking for advice, I'm sorry. I don't have any. And also a big part of the resentment is that like for a lot of people, family gives you everything and family gives you a lot of opportunities, but when you don't like those opportunities or the advice that you were given from your family, you feel really conflicted about what to do. I mean, for a lot of people, I'm going to say Asian people because that's what I know, a lot of Asian people and Asian parents feel like they have the right to intercept on their offspring's job decisions and career decisions and what they want to study in university. I mean, a lot of people go through that, right? Like it's the stereotype that Asian parents want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, when in reality, you might want to be an artist or you might want to be something else that they might not see as good or respectable. And what are you supposed to do? Because in most cases, 
your family is the one that pays for your tuition and pays for your university or has just supported you up to that point all throughout high school, all throughout elementary school. They're the ones that are paying for your extracurriculars if you're signed up in them, you know, dance classes, singing classes, art, piano, whatever else you might do in your life. And also going to school, you know, for me, a big part was that I went to a private school and I knew how financially demanding it was for my parents. So I felt like a lot of pressure when I was deciding where to go to university and what to study in university because I didn't want their money to go to waste and them to see their investment in my education as a waste and they put in so much money for nothing which I do not believe in these ideals but a lot of traditional parents or maybe more conservative parents might see it that way which is really hard because you have to balance the ideals of your family but then also try to make ideals and beliefs for your own self which might conflict so this kind of resentment is hard because at home you're really unmasked I would say um you know, when you go out in public situations, you're always put on your best behavior, I guess, even with people that you're very close with and comfortable with. To teachers, to people in public, you're always put on your best behavior and you're always put on a mask. I I would say you're still yourself, but you're just like the best version of yourself. But for a lot of people, when you get home, you know, you're exhausted from putting on this best behavior mask and you want to take that off right away. So I feel like also a big part of it is that family feels the brunt of our bad moods, our bad mood swings, our tantrums, and just like maybe our worst traits. Like I know for sure my bad traits definitely come out more often at home just because I am exhausted of trying to trying to work nicely with other people at school or at work or whatever. You know, at home is like really your place that you feel like you can be safe and sp- and be yourself so yeah that's how I feel about it luckily now that I'm an adult I don't feel as much of this familial pressure because I have a supportive family and I feel like my family really just lets me be who I am as an adult which I'm really lucky about not everyone gets this kind of opportunity so I feel like I'm also somewhat indebted to them Uh, especially as my mom grows older and my grandparents grow older I am more indebted to them because I have to play a more important role in my family which this was also something that I wanted to talk about right in a lot of cases in families this is a discussion I had a couple days ago with a friend Everyone has a specific role in their household and in their family. Uh, If you're a young kid, you know, usually your role is just to be yourself because you can't really do anything. But for your parents, you know, their main role is to be the breadwinner of the family and be able to support the mortgage, bills and all that kind of financial stuff. Whereas for me personally, my grandparents are the ones who take care of the actual, you know, household chores, laundry and cleaning and cooking dinner for everyone at the end of the night and now that I am also becoming an adult I'm kind of transitioning from being a kid and being able to be excused from these household responsibilities to actually playing a really important role in my family. I feel a lot of pressure as like the oldest daughter and the most familiar with Canadian society so I have to deal with a lot of you know 
bureaucratic things for my parents and my grandparents, especially because my grandparents don't speak English at all when they go to the doctor or to the hospital or they need to set up appointments and do any kind of thing. You know, getting your vaccine card, that was one big thing that I had to deal with, which vaccine card was like probably on the small end of it. Like that was like I could do it in five minutes and be over with, but like teaching her how to use the vaccine card and put it on her phone and all that kind of stuff. These tiny little tasks seem very small and not as significant when they're taken one by one, but when they get built up and, you know, sometimes your week is intruded with all of these tasks or you have to drop everything you're doing to help your parents or your family with these tasks, it can get very taxing on you. I know for me personally, a big part of the resentment that I held for the longest time was because I felt like I could never do what I wanted and I had to live on edge, you know, as as soon as someone called, especially during COVID, okay, because I was also at home all the time, you know, now that I can leave the house, I kind of have an escape if I want to. But during COVID, when I was at home at, all the time, and you know, doctors would call during the day or during my class, I had to literally drop everything that I was doing to help out my family, which is fine. Like I totally am okay with doing it, but it just gets kind of annoying and also taxing on me because now I feel so distraught and I'm distracted from my studies and my school when, you know, a big part of my role as the family is that I'm going to school and I'm going to continue hopefully being the breadwinner eventually when I grow up and get a job. Yeah, I don't know. And I think also a big part of why it's so difficult and why these tensions exist is because traditions and societal ideals and parenting is changing literally every minute. I'm taking a class on childhood and adolescence right now. And, you know, just thinking about, well, your parents grew up in such a different time than you are right now. Like no one really knows how to parent right now because they're kind of all just winging it as well but we always try to lean back on our experience and our history with our own parents and stuff like that so I feel like it's really hard because obviously my mom's experience with parenting my grandma parenting her is very different because you know they didn't have technology they lived on a farm they didn't live in a city and they didn't make as much money as my mom currently does now. And it's very it was very tough for them financially before. Those kinds of things, everything has changed. And how are you supposed to just change your ideals when you've grown up, you know, 30, 40, 50 years with them? You can't really. That's why, I don't know, it's easier for me to kind of succumb to just changing what I do versus trying to change the ideals of my mom or my grandparents. This podcast episode got weirdly deep. Um, yeah. I think the parenting aspect is definitely one thing that I'm very interested in. Not so more so because I want to be a parent. I really don't want to be a parent right now or maybe at all. But because I love working with kids and looking at their development. Um, so parenting is like one of the biggest aspects, right? Like because right when you're out of the womb, your environment, your environment, changes what your life is going to be like so a lot of times if parents are not as caring as they should be or if they're too protective or they don't provide an enriching environment for their kid to learn it can change how they grow up and change how they develop 
which is really scary when you think about it, right? Like you're like every single decision I make as a parent is going to affect this child somehow, which can really freak out some people. I know I'd be freaked out for sure. I guess there's no real conclusion to this podcast episode because I wasn't really trying to offer advice, but I mean, if you have advice, you should tell me because sometimes I struggle with these kinds of topics and I'm not sure when I get too in my head about it or when I am not thinking clearly and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. But anyways, that's going to be the end for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you listened all the way to the end, or if not, just thank you for listening in general. Um, I don't really plug anything, but just a reminder, I have a podcast Instagram at overeasythepodcast in case you're interested. And you can find my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Thank you so much for supporting me. I sometimes lose faith when I do my podcast just because, you know, it feels like I'm really just talking to myself, um, right? Because that's literally what I'm doing right now. But then I hear, you know, feedback from people from people through people um and I just it makes me feel really good that people actually listen and people maybe relate or just enjoy what I talk about because that's all I could ever hope for in my podcast I also just think it means a lot to me when people relate to topics just because then I feel more validated in my experiences (laughs) but um yeah that's I've been really reflective about my podcast recently just because I've been trying to decide and kind of think about what I want to achieve with this podcast. And it's not that I have to set a tangible goal like, oh, I want to affect a hundred people's lives with my podcast, but I just want to be able to decide like what I want to kind of, what message I want to send with my podcast. And I'm still trying to decide that and reflect that right now. So Thank you so much for listening. If you did, that was just my long-winded explanation of thank you, basically. Uh, If you enjoyed, make sure you give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and you can subscribe. I also post vlogs about university life on my channel if you are interested in that. And I will see you next week with another episode. Bye.